Are you still having problems trying to find your niche in the commercial roofing arena? Well, I may have one for you. This is Daniel Laxtons, and you're listening to the Roofing Business Builder Podcast. Now, a lot of us that got into roofing and are crossing over into commercial roofing have, well, a hard time finding a specific niche. Now, that's what's going to make you a lot of money. If you ever heard any of my podcasts or if you're a part of the Roofing Business Builder Programs course, then, well, you'll hear me preaching a lot about finding a specific niche. So today I'm going to be interviewing someone with a unique product, but as I was interviewing them, I had you in mind thinking of a specific niche that is really undersaturated, something that we can all get into. Now, before we get into that discussion, let's do our intention for this show. So this show's intention is I'm finding the niches that will help me grow my business. I'm finding niches that will help me to grow my commercial roofing business. Now, remember what a niche is. We all know what a niche uh, is. It's uh, something that is unique. So when it comes to commercial roofing, of course, we still have our re-roof and we have our um, uh, new construction. And as I teach, stay away from the new construction. That's not your work. That's something that was specified by someone else. And those people normally have relationships. And besides that, who wants to be the person that makes the least amount of money on a project? No, what I teach is to go after a specific uh, client, get into a niche. Now, this intention is, is that I'm finding uh, specific niches. Well, here's how you do it, though is you have to think about your passion. What are you passionate about? Because if you're passionate when you're talking to someone, that means that it will flow through. So whoever you're speaking to, if you have passion, they're gonna resonate with that. And then you'll develop a brand new customer that loves you for who you are because you're sharing the same passion. So remember, uh, you are finding uh, the niches that are helping you to grow your business. My special guest is Alex Pennington, and he works for a company that is called Shieldworks. And the truth is, is he's actually a family member. So it's, it's been a part of a, his family. And, but we'll get more into that when we get into the discussion. But what does Shieldworks do? Well, this is really extraordinary. Um, they actually do something unique, something very, uh, let's say, niche-like. <laughs> and so, tell you what, you'll find out in my interview with Alex Pennington. All right, so today uh, I'm interviewing Alex Pennington, and uh, Alex works for Shieldworks. Now, before we get into what Shieldworks is and, and how that's going to benefit you as a roofer, um, why don't we just introduce Alex and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, and my biggest question is how did you find yourself in the roofing industry? Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Alex Pennington, uh, director of strategic capabilities at Shieldworks. Um, we do dust and debris containment for, uh, construction projects of all sorts, but the bread and butter of our business is roofing, uh, is temporary ceilings below roof replacements. And I found myself here, uh, it's actually my family's business. So 
uh, we stumbled upon this 21 years ago, and I've been uh, along for the ride for about just under 10 years now, um, coming up on that in a couple months. So and that's, I always ask that because that's what I found is my grandfather was a roofer. Mm-hmm. My brother started his roofing business. And then uh, I took over the family business too. <laughs> and then exited. Yeah, I've learned yeah. that from your, uh, I've been a listener on this podcast for a while now. So oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you've been now in this for uh, 10 years, but now Alex has a very unique pr- uh, product and it's something that it depends on the niche that you as a roofer are in right now. And what we found is, especially what I am always preaching to all roofers is that find yourself in a niche, but this, if you happen to fall in this niche, uh, they are offering a product that is amazing. So Alex, tell us why people are using Shieldworks and what is the product that you guys are supplying to the roofers? Awesome. So we're both uh, an inventor of a product, but also we are a solution. So we, we tend to subcontract for roofing companies uh, to do something for them when it gets complicated. So um, we design and install temporary uh, suspended cover systems below roof replacements in commercial and industrial environments uh, to protect from the dust that falls in when you're doing a roof replacement. So um, it's say if you're working at the Coca-Cola factory or the um, you know pet care factory, or maybe you're just working at Kroger and you're replacing some skylights, um, then you are a lot of times either required by a specification or um, just because you have that common sense and you want to take that care for your customer, um, you know you need to do a professional containment under the roof deck to protect what's going on inside. Um, so that's where we come in. We, uh, we were asked to do this on a five-year, you know, multi-million square foot project in 1999. And we, you know, on year one, we started doing it as a general contractor and by uh, year five on the project, we were doing it 20 times faster than when we started. And so we were like, we could really save roofers tons of money in them having to figure out how to do this themselves by letting us just come and do it with our expertise. Yeah, I would say that, you know, a, a roofer can go from hero to zero if something bad happens on a project. And I do remember that uh, we were doing a project in the Valley for Frito-Lay and mm-hmm. we do a lot for them yeah yeah and when you go in if you're if, this is something for everyone listening to the podcast that if you have a project and you have to put a mask over your face and put those little beanie protective to make sure that hair doesn't get anywhere then chances are you're going to need alex's service uh with uh shield works uh but my question is is does is it normally a project that is going to be the scope of work would be for mechanically fastened? Because we do know that if we're putting mechanical fasteners in that, that deck, there's a high probability of debris coming down, especially even if you have to pre-drill or it depends on what kind, like if you have a, what, what kind of like a, a jet board deck or let's see here, mm-hmm. what's the chicken wire stuff called, right? Uh, lightweight concrete you know yeah 
You know, if yeah. you're pre-drilling for lightweight concrete, boy, I'm telling you, you're gonna have some powder coming down at that room, right? <laughs> yeah, Tectumdex. Yeah, Tectum. Mm -hmm. So, what other? Uh, what other? So, I'm thinking mechanically fastened, but is there any other uh, type of uh, fastening systems, or the, do you? Is this important for if you're doing adhering? Uh, if you're adhering the roof, is this still important? It can be. It, it depends on uh, a lot of times how many people are you going to have on the roof um, and what is the existing structure in the ceiling look like in this facility um, and what are the production lines under that. So if you've got 30 guys on a roof or 10 guys over, you know, pharmaceutical building and they're, they're pumping out millions of dollars of pharmaceutical products that are high sensitive to dust and you come in with a big roll of PVC and you drop it on the roof and this dust shakes, you know, they're in a nightmare. <laughs> so a lot of times you at least want on the front end to go into the customer and say, hey, Mr. Customer, this is Shieldworks. They're going to give you a proposal for this. And if you don't want to take it, that's fine. But when we drop these rolls on the roof, they're made, it's unavoidable and you may get some dust. So at least if the customer opts out of it, um, at least you gave them that option on the front end. So, uh, and you almost, you, they almost need to put into, uh, before they sign the agreement, they need to put a state in there that we've discussed this with you and, yeah. and that, that, that there's no liability on us, right? <laughs> they, they need to sign that, you know, have you seen yeah, people put language into their agreements as such? I, mm, I haven't because I, I don't typically see the roofer's contract, just usually either a subcontract or if the customer is a go for it, you know, we work directly with the customer. Um, and then a lot of times facilities, um, sometimes you, a roofer will run into this in a specification and maybe we're already contracted directly with the facility and the roofer, all they want them to worry about is the roof. Like if you, if you replace the roof at a Frito-Lay facility, Rupert really doesn't need to keep us in mind because Frito-Lay already knows to call us. So um, we're already uh, like have a national account with them. But with other people, um, you know, we're there's, you know, Nestle. We do a lot for Nestle. We don't have a national account for them. You know, we're, we're trying to find the corporate waters there to let them know who we are. But, you know, as it sits, we only do two or three, four projects a year for Nestle. So, yeah. And like um, pharmaceutical companies that like that too. And what's really interesting is in that industry, uh, there is a lot of different ones. I mean, you got Lilies, you have so, some of the big ones from uh, Johnson and Johnson. Um, yeah. I've, I've had some experience with those guys too, but uh, a lot of the roofers, if they're niching down and they're, they're trying to uh, find a specific niche, usually the best niches are the ones that is too scary. You know, there's too much red tape or there's something that could bring a lot of liability to them. But this could be an area where a roofer could shine if they're using your services. When you say- Absolutely. Yeah, we are, we are your insurance policy. You know, that's what we like to say. Um, you know, we're not perfect. We don't do everything perfect, but um, we, we definitely have, you know, professional methodologies and, you know, hundreds of facilities a year throughout the United States where we're looking at, you know, how do you best protect this facility? Um, and so 
that's another resource that we like to be is just a consultant. Um, even if somebody's doing a DIY containment, we have cons consultation services and we can help guide you, the roofer or the customer as to, you know, the best products and installation methods they ought to go with on their, their project. So. See, that's what I was thinking too, is that um, if you want to, reduce your competition. This is something we teach in the Roofing Business Builder Program. If you want to reduce your competition and your marketing dollars, then uh, you niche down into something. So, uh, and it's kind of hard to choose a niche. I, I've talked to a lot of ones like, I still haven't, Daniel, I still haven't chosen a niche. And I'm like, well, dude, I mean, uh, what's your passion? And so here's right. the thing though, is this is a really good niche because I mean, how many roofers are truly involved in this. It's an undersaturated market. Um, and if the roofer goes out and converts a customer, develops that relationship with, say, some, some of these companies that desperately would need your services, then they could actually look to you as a resource, not only for uh, the services, but actually finding the niche that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if, if that's okay, if maybe someone that's listening to the program or even some of the students in my program, uh, if they were able to contact you and say, hey, what's an area that's undersaturated that you, you see a need for, would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any way that I can be a resource, that's that's my job is to be a resource and to be a consultation. And yeah, I it's, it's crazy how the, the thing that I do for, roofers is so specific that I think I'm able to have more relationships with roofers than any other person I've ever met um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, we're everywhere all the time. And, and do you, do you, you go know, out for beers? What do you guys that? Do you guys go out for beers or do you guys go out and have some fun oh, too? Yeah. If we have time. Yeah. I, I was saying, uh, yeah, we, we absolutely do. You know, we've got salespeople and their job is, you know, just, it's just that it's, you know, get to know people and, and buy them a drink. So if you're a roofer, you know, give us a call and, and uh, myself or somebody else, we'd be happy to, to, to hang out with you. Yeah. And the other thing is the trade shows. So uh, do you, I, I think you and I met at, at IRE there in New Orleans. We had some fun, didn't we? <laughs> yes, sir. See, a lot of these roofers are missing out on this. So you, if you're a roofer, uh, especially if you're a roofer that's in the residential and you're trying to cross over to commercial, mm -hmm. you, you have no idea of how much fun roof, the commercial roofing is because Alex and I are the kind of people that are always going out. We're hanging out with, with customers that have money that actually pay their bills. And they're just people like you and you and me and, and like Alex, and you can actually make a lot of money and make people happy. And again, once you develop that relationship with a specific customer and they own like 40 buildings. So they may own like a hundred buildings. And if you can figure out a way to get, to start working for them across the country and then hook up with Alex, then uh, you will truly be a hero and make a lot of money doing it. <laughs> um, so is there any other uh, ideas or suggestions that you could give to our roofers out there? Yeah, well, I would just agree with your point right there that, you know, the biggest and best roofers that I know are usually they're not looking for new business at this point. If there's if they've been in the market for a while, they're just every year they take care of their current customers. And so you start small and you grow into commercial roofing and you decide to take care of what you're doing. And um, and before long, you, you know, you don't have time for new business because, you um, 
and, and I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've seen, you know, how, whether it's government contracts, you know, that are just looking for somebody to put a bid on them um, or, or your, you know, cold storage warehouse facilities all over the U.S. You're just waiting for a roofer that will take care of them and you're willing to pay the, the labor and mobilization costs of having that little local roofing company in Arkansas actually start to go take care of your facilities around the country and you'll pay top dollar to have them do it. Um, you have no idea how just staying in your geographic location as a roofer and, and taking care of the details, quality work, customer satisfaction, that can take you to the next level. So yeah, commercial roofing, it, it's for anybody who, who is you know, willing to pay attention to detail. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that's a learning curve too. You mentioned um, doing these large cold storage units. And the reason why you don't see a lot of roofers in that market, which means that when you bid it, you have very little competition. But man, there's a learning curve because if you don't understand dew point, if you don't understand how to seal off because you can't have any airflow within that roofing system, and it takes a while and it, it, to train your employees to do that properly too. Uh, but that's the thing, though, is what, like, what I love is what you're doing is in such a unique niche because, again, it's going to be in most facilities, it's going to be a place where you have to wear a mask or meaning uh, 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 it's like working for a restaurant and you're working around food or pharmaceutical things. But it's a uh, it's an awesome niche to get in because once your people are trained and then they're going to feel so good about themselves, so all your employees are like, going, damn this is a really cool thing that we're doing because we're, we're, we're actually uh, working on these types of projects where it really makes a difference. And uh, right. So yeah, if you ever, if you ever feel intimidated to show up at the table for something that, you know, it really, a roof is a roof, no matter what kind of building it's on. And if you know how to do a roof replacement on a commercial facility in a good way, um, really something like our service is the only thing that stops you from, being able to handle those those clients and um and yeah we're the guys that you know i can't tell you how many times i've stripped down like literally in my underwear to have to put on <laughs> some weird kind of fancy suit to get into a facility to look at it um or you know I, when i was a laborer we spent two weeks doing 10 hours a day training every day for two weeks to to get into a nuclear facility just so we could walk in the building to start our work so <laughs> that's um, awesome the the crazy things that that um, are required on in the industry, but everybody's got a roof, man. And and twenty to thirty years, or God forbid, you know, hail damage, um, and even quicker, they're always needing to get replaced. And uh, it's the it's the best market to be in. It's so good. It is. So others in roofing out there, uh, ancestors, be brave. And the, the best way to become brave, because see, the opposite of bravery is fear. And that's the reason why we don't see a lot of people in this, this market. The reason why is because of fear. So the way to become brave is to gain knowledge, gain training, figure out um, everything about what Alex is talking about. And then your fear goes away, which means then you become brave. And so uh, you can walk in there with confidence, develop relationships with these amazing people and, um, and actually get paid very well for it. And then not even have to worry about marketing ever again, because once you have a handful or maybe two handfuls of these type of customers, you'll be making over 10 million a year. <laughs> it's the truth though, right? Absolutely. 
That's so cool. Well, Alex has been awesome. But now, again, we, we you already gave the ones listening permission to give you a, a shout out. What's the best way to contact you? Is it through email, social media? Or is it, uh, how would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, you can email me, Alex, A-L-E-X, at shieldworks.com, uh, S-H-I-E-L-D, works.com. Um, you can you can reach out to me personally. It might take me a little while to get back to you, but uh, my my phone number is you know eight five nine eight two five eight zero eight four, and then just shieldworks.com. Just reach out to us. Every opportunity is going to be filtered through uh, one of our owners. Um, we keep our ownership uh, involved from the the top down. Every opportunity touches touches us. So. Um, yeah, shieldworks.com is the best way to, to get in contact with us. And um, we would be happy to be, you know, all of our consultation services are free. So even if you're trying to figure out how to do a containment on your own for a customer, uh, you don't feel like you have the, the need to hire out a service, still call us. We can help you guide you or your customer uh, with the best products and installation methods to make sure that, that uh, um, everything you can look at your customer and say, we do this all the time. We got it taken care of. You know the professionals. Um, we can be that for you. So that's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show, Alex. And uh, and we'll I, I have to stay in touch with you too. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So wasn't that an awesome interview with Alex Pennington? Did you get all the value out of this uh, segment of the show? Where yes. I mean, he's working with specific types of companies, but you have to have a special skill set. So is that scary to you? Well, it can be. Remember, fear is the unknown. But in any undersaturated niche, you definitely are going to have to learn everything about that because chances are the people aren't in that niche because they're afraid. So once you learn, remember fear is the unknown. Once you learn about that specific niche and you get good at that, then uh, sky's the limit and you'll find the best customers that way. So that was really good. But now it's time for Did You Know? Did you, did you know? Did you know that once you find a specific customer uh, that in the commercial roofing industry, um, you can have a relationship for life. So when I, I'm always preaching the niche down and we, I, I have a webinar out there that's called uh, micro niches. And so if you niche down and then micro niche down and then spend all your time on that subject that you're passionate about and you're talking to people that you have that commonality with, then you're going to be so much happier as you're going out there and finding specific relationships to build uh, customers that way. So every one of your customers should be a person that is uh, so that has the passion that you do about something very specific. So again, you may have heard me say this before, but when I'm, you know, I, I invented one product and you go to trade shows based around that product. Well, I, in, I had this new idea for a stroller that I could just, just glide across sand right? If you're at the beach with your baby. Um, and my wife said, and it was going to be easy to do the engineering on, but my wife said, really, do you want to go to all the trade shows where all you'll hear is screaming babies? And I'm like, no, I don't want that. See, I may have had a passion to solve a problem, but I did not have the passion to maybe go to that specific trade show. So sit down, 
think about the trade shows that you would love to go to. And if that's your passion, then when you find building owners at that trade show, then you're going to find the perfect niche that you're going to be in. So that's the way to do that. So, hey guys, that's it for the show. Um, I, I appreciate you so much for listening to this podcast. And I'm very, very excited about your success. So uh, for ones that have been listening to this podcast for a long time, uh, please uh, feel free to shoot us an email and tell us a success story. Maybe even shoot uh, a couple of pictures of something that you've been working on that you're super excited and that way that you can tell us how much the show has benefited you. So we'd love to hear from you. Just so you just shoot it to uh, office at roofingbusinessbuilder.com. So thank you so much again. And until next time, I don't always consult on commercial roofing, but when I do, I make millionaires. Stay wealthy, my friend.